This podcast is sponsored by Pacific Biocontrol, a trusted leader in pheromone mating disruption and a top choice for your navel orange worm management. Welcome to My Ag Life, where we cover your world in agriculture. This podcast is powered by your top publications in the industry, West Coast Nut, Progressive Crop Consultant, and Organic Farmer Magazines. Here is your host, Jason Scott, publisher and CEO. Welcome to My Ag Life. Today we are talking with two key executives from American Pistachio Growers, President Richard Matoyan and Vice President of Global Marketing, Judy Hiragoyan. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. So I'd like to start out with my first question to you, Richard. Uh, What are we hearing about the crop size for 2020? I guess the first thing I'd wanna start off with saying is, uh, as most people may know, pistachios are an alternate bearing crop. So they'll bear bear heavy or or have an on year. And then the next year we'll have an off year or light year. In 2020, uh, that is our on year. And back in January at the annual uh, pistachio um, research conference, uh, the crop was predicted to be somewhere between one point, uh, actually one billion to 1.2 billion pounds. So that's the first time that our industry is going to be hitting a billion pound crop ever in our history. So that was back in January, and of course, a lot can happen between um, the early part of the year and and through harvest. And what we've seen already is that either as a result of low chill hours in certain parts of the San Joaquin Valley, where about 97% of all pistachios in California are grown, or whether it's due to some unusual cool and rainy weather during the bloom period, that maybe some of the orchards on the extreme east side of the San Joaquin Valley and extreme west side of the San Joaquin Valley may not have as large crops as they once had thought or anticipated. Um, But having said that, I think we will hit that 1 billion pound crop in 2020 with just all the acres that we have in production. Well, that's exciting. Uh, exciting to hear that growth. Uh, thanks for sharing that, Richard. Judy, uh, my first question to you is on the subject of COVID-19, how is APG handling marketing and promotions giving the new restrictions, guidelines, and challenges that we're facing? Oh, well, um, Jason, the, the landscape is shape-shifting as we speak, that's for sure. But, you know, at, at American Pistachio Growers, we have a robust nutrition research program uh, both in the United States and in our export uh, markets. And that is more relevant now than, than ever. Um, consumers are taking in more media now being at home. And as people are carefully venturing out into their normal activities, uh, we think they're still going to be tuned in to all media platforms to see how the world's doing. Um, During this time, a lot of advertisers have been dropping out of these media platforms, but we're actually investing more into advertising and outreach with our nutrition news. Because, uh, you know, if there's ever a time when people want to know about how to maintain good health, it's now. And pistachios are good value, particularly during this time frame when you compare them 
against other proteins for their shelf life, their unique nutrition package, and for their convenience. Um, not to mention people love them. Absolutely. Um, and they taste wonderful, right? They're great. Um, and well, they taste great. That's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So is there a, is there a exciting in terms of, uh, emerging markets? Um, is there one that you guys are focused on particularly? Well, we entered India this year, uh, this past year, starting September 1st, 2019. That was the beginning of Diwali in India. And um, we, we broke into India with a, with a big uh, announcement that pistachios have lots of shocking facts because although uh, people love pistachios there, they were completely unaware of their nutritional value. So we went into India with a campaign that broke with 111 full page ads in newspapers and magazines and um, saying that, uh, you know, it's a shocking fact, but pistachios have as much protein as an egg. Wow. And uh, we got the conversation started that way. And with retail displays and uh, public relations and a whole uh, stable of nutrition experts who were well acquainted with the nutritional values of pistachios and we aligned all of the top importers in India known for their quality with our product you know of course we don't want to go into a country uh, with with a, a bad reputation so we selected only the very top importers to align with and it's going very well it's very exciting well, that's great to hear as somebody who is interested in advertising. It's great to hear that you guys are really moving the needle and getting aggressive during this time, uh, which I think is very important. So congratulations to you guys for um, continuing to uh, advocate and, and move things along for the pistachio industry. Uh, Richard, I uh, wanted to talk about pest issues. Is navel orangeworm becoming a bigger concern for pistachio growers? Well, navel orange worm has been a pest of concern for uh, any number of years, uh, not only for pistachios, but also for almonds um, and to a lesser extent for walnuts. Uh, the last two years, we had very low insect damage, generally less than 1%, and in, in many cases, less than one half of 1%. Uh, but that's certainly not a reason for growers to let their guards down. Uh, because not only does navel orange worm cause damage, uh, but also it, there's a direct relationship between navel orange worm damage and positive finds of aflatoxin, uh, because it gives the, the toxin a entry point into the nut. So there, because of that correlation between high insect damage and high aflatoxin finds, we have to be even more concerned about controlling this pest. Uh, and certainly countries um, or areas of the world like the European Union that test very rigorously for aflatoxin, we need to make sure that we have a clean product, which we do, uh, but make sure that we maintain that uh, for years to come. So uh, being able to control navel orange worm uh, is a key for a lot of reasons and being able to um, 
grow, market, and ship our crop. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Today we are talking with Janine Larimore with Pacific Biocontrol Corporation. Janine is a technical sales representative for the company. How are you doing today, Janine? I'm doing excellent. Thanks, Jason. Okay, well, hey, let's talk a little bit about navel orangeworm and how mating disruption affects navel orangeworm. My first question to you is, what have you seen this season with navel orangeworm and mating disruption adoption? Well, this winter, more growers were able to access their orchards and sanitize better than in 2019, which was fantastic. We are still experiencing a, a pretty significant NOW flight and are watching numbers closely as we approach whole split. Um, mating disruption is an excellent additional tool for NOW management, and we are certainly seeing an increase in adoption, not only in the South Valley, but also in the mid-state areas and in the northern Sacramento Valley orchards. What kind of efficacy are you experiencing in the field with your Isolate Miss NOW product? We are seeing excellent results up and down the state. So our replicated trials that are monitored closely are showing nearly 100% trap shutdown, which is to be expected. And in 2019, we saw a 46% reduction in egg laying and a 75% reduction in injury at harvest time in comparison to a grower standard that didn't have pheromone. Now for this year, our formulation is reducing egg laying by 70% in that same trial, and we're anticipating excellent results come harvest time. Our goal with this trial was to answer these questions about egg laying and population dynamics and how isomate has a long-term impact on population reduction in almond and pistachio orchards. And for right now, we, we just couldn't be more pleased with this product. So let's talk about economics. You often hear that term when you talk about mating disruption. How can mating disruption fit into a grower's program economically? You know, well, price point is always a concern for growers, and especially since this is an added tool to their program and it's not intended to replace their insecticide sprays. So fortunately for growers, the cost came down this last season and it can be a little better fit for their operations now. Um, but the, the numbers show that in almonds, say, NOW damage greater than 1.5% causes a loss in returns that can easily pay for mating disruption and put money in the grower's pocket. And that's, you know, that's certainly something to pencil out for them. What would you say to a grower who has never used mating disruption before? Well, the quick answer to that is it is a lot simpler than you think, and we've made it even easier for the grower. Um, Isomate Miss Now was developed to assemble and deploy in the orchards very quickly. We create a custom placement map for each block for their grower. Um, our mist units are lightweight and they're easily hung in the trees at a rate of one unit per acre. Um, they last at least 225 days for the season. And for our pistachio growers, we can map to the male trees if that's better for their operations. Um, I will say often when I check back in with my first time customers, they'll tell me how surprised they are at how fast the process went um, most growers think that it's going to take a long time to deploy, but it really doesn't. Um, so for example, a block that say is 50 acres might take a grower maybe two hours. A, a 200 acre ranch might take, you know, three to four hours with two people. Um, if, if it's a several thousand acre ranch in operation, you know, they're looking at probably a week's time commitment. 
um, for you know getting their crew across the field and depending on how many people they put in the field. But you know, I will say for Pacific Biocontrol, we we really pride ourselves in excellent customer service and product support, and and that's not only to our growers but also to our PCAs in the field that are looking over these orchards. You know, we realize that there's a learning curve when it comes to implementing a pheromone program and we're always here to help. Our boots are in the field all season and we like to provide in-season field checks with written reports, you know, so growers know and can be confident that their investment is working for them all season long. So if a grower or PCA is interested in Pacific Biocontrol, where can they find more information? Do you guys have a website? We do. Our website is pacificbiocontrol.com all one word and all our technical reps are listed on there and you're welcome to either email us or give us a call and we're happy to meet and get together and explain the program a little further. Wonderful. This is Jason Scott reporting for My Ag Life. We're back. We're talking with Richard and Judy from the American Pistachio Growers Association. Uh, Judy, let's talk about what APG sponsored research has discovered related to health benefits of pistachios and how those findings are being promoted a little bit more. I know we were talking about it uh, a little bit earlier in our show, but could you give us maybe a little more in depth look at what that looks like overall? Oh, sure, we'd love to. Um, you know, pistachios have a unique pass, uh, package of nutri nutritional benefits and of course, all the tree nuts um, have great nutritional benefits, but each of them varies somewhat from the others and has their own um, claim to fame, so to speak. But we, um, the biggest news from us actually was announced on March 3rd at our annual conference by Dr. Oz from TV fame. He was our uh, keynote speaker. I and was there. That was really great. I thought that was <laughs> really, really a great uh, opportunity. Yeah, he's, tr he's truly a pistachio lover. But um, we had funded a study to see if we could make um, on-label claims that pistachios are not just a source of protein, but a good source of protein. And you have to, you have to provide some evidence of that before FDA will let you do that. And the researchers did determine that pistachios are a good source of protein, so mission accomplished there. But there was an unexpected finding that actually showed pistachios are also a complete protein. And when I say complete protein, that means um, they contain all nine essential amino acids in certain levels for people who are five years old and up. And that's a claim most plant-based proteins cannot make. Um, meat, wow. fish, dairy and eggs are complete proteins that consumers are aware of, along with a handful of plants like soy, isolate, and quinoa, for example. Um, so this is really important because more and more consumers are looking for sustainable plant-based proteins to replace animal proteins. So um, that's, that's very critical. Uh, it really sets us apart. We think it's a game changer for the pistachio industry, certainly for our growers. And so to promote this, we're advertising and educating in every export market. And in the United States, we're even doing television advertising right now. So, um, you know, watch for our, 
our print ads and our television commercials, and there's more detail about this whole complete protein uh, uniqueness of pistachios on our website, AmericanPistachios.org. All right. Richard, uh, amid the coronavirus pandemic, I understand there are federal assistance programs such as direct payments and purchase programs to assist pistachio growers. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. There's a new USDA program that just went into effect this week for specialty crops. And that particular program, the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program, is providing direct payments to specialty crop growers if they had a greater than 5% loss in pricing between mid-January to mid-April. And um, on that list uh, of other uh, nut commodities that were included were almonds, walnuts, and pecans. And unfortunately, pistachios were not initially included on that list. Um, and we delved into this here in the last week or so to, to determine why we did not qualify for the program. And it's due to the fact that USDA's Market News, which is reporting domestic pricing of products, did not show that pistachios suffered a greater than 5% loss in pricing. However, pistachios, since the majority of them are being exported, uh, roughly about 70%, USD, USDA did not take that into account. So when you really take into account both domestic and export sales pricing, we did meet the criteria to be included in the program. Fortunately, there's an appeal uh, process uh, that we're now pursuing. Uh, we have the evidence that shows that prices did drop by more than 5% during this time period to include us in the program. Of course, we have to go through the paperwork and the approval process with USDA uh, before growers can actually submit under that program. Beyond that, uh, we put in a request to USDA uh, to purchase in-shell pistachios as part of their government buy program. Um, and this would be for deliveries to um, needy families, food banks, and, and other um, food outlet uh, resource facilities. Um, so the request has been put in. We're waiting to hear back from USDA regarding approval for that program. Wonderful. Thank you for the update, Richard. Judy, any final thoughts on markets and uh, what we as an industry should be thinking about or be aware of at this moment in time? Well, I just think that, you know, everyone, we, we certainly know that we have to be very nimble right now and pay attention to um, consumer sentiment and where retail is headed and how people are uh, changing their shopping habits. But all indicators are that um, all nuts should be a very valued food right now, uh, regardless of the kind of nut. Uh, they have great shelf life, they have great nutritional profiles, uh, they're a good source of protein, and, um, and they're a good healthy snack uh, to help people out who are always concerned about gaining weight. I was on a call this morning with some folks in France, and they said that on average, the French population has gained five pounds. 
And uh, I thought, well, is that all? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But, you know, snacking on nuts, and we know we have research that shows that snacking on pistachios can really help manage your weight and keep you full and give you a lot of other additional nutritional benefits. And I'm sure that's probably the case with other nuts too. So all of your, all of your readers and listeners should be uh, attuned to this and know that they're growing a product that um, the world really needs right now. Uh, just because we may see shipping um, numbers fluctuate during this time frame, that doesn't mean demand is down. We must never confuse consumer with demand with consumption because it could be that there are other issues at play. Um, and we just have to keep uh, consumer demand up and keep repeating the story of the science that's behind our product. Absolutely. You guys have done a phenomenal job of doing that. Richard, any last thoughts as far as the industry, what we need to be looking forward to uh, in these upcoming next months or uh, summarize uh, any last words on what we discussed today? Yeah. Well, I think I'd want to bring up the fact that compared to a lot of other commodities in the United States and in the state of California, pistachios are a relatively new commodity, having only been commercially planted in the late 60s and our first commercial production in 1976. And even when you look at um, the number of bearing acres in the ground, um, in 2005, we had just over 100,000 bearing acres. And today, 2020, 15 years later, we're now over 300,000 bearing acres, acres. So triple the amount of acres in just 15 years. Wow. Um, we're now the fifth largest commodity in the state of California. And we're the second highest in terms of value in, as far as an exported commodity out of the state. So this nut has come a long ways in a relatively short period of time. Uh, we have a lot of new acres in the ground and the question and maybe the concern by some are, are we going to be able to sustain the markets as we have been in recent years? And my feeling is that yes, consumers all around the world uh, through education are learning about pistachios, their nutritional, their healthful values, and um, are, are making pistachios a part of their daily lives. In addition, there are parts of the world that are not familiar with pistachios at all. So we have great opportunities to help market pistachios in those parts of the world and get even new consumers uh, that had never even thought about pistachios. So I think the, the future looks bright uh, for our commodity. Um, and as you've heard from Judy, with all the incredible research that's been done into the nutritional and healthful aspects of pistachios, uh, we have a, a super opportunity to get even more consumers to make pistachios our product of choice when they are looking to purchase a nut or um, a good snack item. Well, that's, uh, that's great news. That's really encouraging for our industry and for pistachios. Um, it was really great. Thank you guys for being here with me today. And thanks for all the great information. This is Jason Scott with My Ag Life. Thanks for listening. Subscribe for updates on new episodes, exclusive content, and more at myaglife.com.